gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that the whole episode. Welcome to Facing Off. This is a podcast where we normally take two movies and we compare, contrast, and rate them. But today, we're going to look inward on a TV show and we're going to break down season two of the hit Disney Plus original, The Mandalorian. Uh, Hi, my name is Gabe. And I'm joined by Nick. Me. That is you. The uh, gun-slinging <laughs> bounty hunter that shoots across the stars. And we are joined <laughs> by the new leader of Mandor. Wait, is the planet Mandalore, called Mandalore? you Mandalore. Mandalore. Herself, oh Layla. All right, I'm renouncing your title. <laughs> Layla, That's what's fun. up? Hi, guys. How goes it? Mandor would be funnier. It would be funnier, but I'm. I feel like we should restart it. All of this, (laughs) all of these places are fictional, and the show is fictional. Who gives a shit? All right. Anyways, we are talking about the hit show Mandalorian, and uh, we're gonna break it down in fun and interesting ways, I guess. Uh, But how have you guys been doing? Doing great. How, how was your uh, Christmas? Christmas or holidays? Everybody's holidays, right? Yeah, or uh, the holidays. How was your Kwanzaa? It was solid. Chinooka. You know, as solid as a <laughs> COVID holiday can get. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I would. I'd yeah. say the same. But at least it was snowing for you, Layla. Or at least oh my God. this yeah, week so it's been snowing. Snow. So yeah. much snow this last week. It was like I, I just so for the listeners, I just moved to Chicago like a year and a half ago. So, and I'm obviously Gabe's friend from California. So, <laughs> this whole snow thing Fuck is quite yeah. new for me, but loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, get used to it. Oh wait, so you, but you had snow last year, right? Oh well, yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean, actually, I feel like last year was very chill with snow. It mm. wasn't quite that bad, but I was caught in my first snowstorm. Just yesterday, which Snow was kind of cool. Yeah, I, hmm. it is. It's when it becomes inconvenient. That's the only time it sucks. But it's For so sure. it's so much better than you know the same season. I mean, all the time. I just definitely kidding, it's dope in California. Definitely got <laughs> caught like standing waiting for a bus in the snow many a times last year. Ooh. So it's it's never. I mean, those are the moments. It's not ideal. But when or you're when it, at your oh, window staring sub-zero. at it, it's just beautiful. <laughs> That's true. That's true. When you're cozy inside. So I hope that everyone had a really cozy Christmas yeah. <laughs> or the holidays and you guys all have a happy new year. And we're really happy that you listened to this podcast for this full year. Fuck 2020. Um, yeah. Fuck 2020. We are moving on to 2021. We got so many fun episodes for you guys. It's going to be a blast. Uh, let's get started. Let's talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, this is a show... If you, I guarantee if you're listening to this episode, you've watched it, but Nick, do you want to just a quick synopsis of what the show's about? Just like a couple sentences? 
Sure, The Mandalorian takes place about eight years after the events of... Mm, Return of the Jedi. Right? Return of the Jedi? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Didn't didn't wanna didn't wanna bite my own tongue on accident. Uh yeah. Eight years after the Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and follows uh Jin Jarin, um a Mandalorian. Mando Mandalorian man of a sect That's his name, of the Mandalorians the who are a race of aliens who are scattered across the galaxy because their um uh their planet's uh not in great shape. Well, he's like an orphan that was brought up by the Mandalorians, and he's part of a particular sect of them yes. that are ultra-religious and uh, wear uh, really nice armor, which is essentially their, like, currency as well. I yeah, it's like a... Yeah. I think currency. the metal is the currency, but yeah. 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 And it's like and, their... Uh, um, yeah, it's a status symbol. Best car, baby. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as he's doing one of his assignments as a bounty hunter... He stumbles upon a little Jedi creature that resembles one that is so dear to our hearts, named Master Yoda. Uh, and this little guy steals his heart very slowly. Steals, steals his heart all of our hearts. And steals all of our hearts. It's cute as shit. America's the cutest heart. puppet in the world. Uh, and so they go on these little episodical adventures. And eventually... Uh, it steals the heart of the Mandalorian, uh, what's his name, Jin? Uh, Jin Jaren. Jin Jaren, so hard, it, it, it steals his heart so hard that he desperately searches the galaxy to try to find, uh, one of its species, the Jedi, even though they are sworn enemies of the Mandalorians. Din, Din Jaren. Din Jaren. Din Jaren, that's right. Jaren. Everyone calls him Mando. So anyways, that's the show. Uh, let's break down this season, what we thought about it, what the highlights were, what the low lights were, uh, what do we think about it based on, uh, in relation to season one and in relation to other shows. Uh, let's start with some highlights. Layla, what did you like about season two of The Mandalorian? Um, I think my favorite thing about season two was probably how much better I felt it was than season one, because I'm a strong uh, hater of season one. Um, Full on I just thought, I just thought, I I felt like it finally brought like a cohesiveness and growth to the plot line, like the main plot line in the show and the characters that was really, really needed. Um, Mm -hmm. So that made me really happy because they finally had a really good balance of like fun western style storylines where they're just kind of doing adventures but also throwing in really important stuff that we needed for the story to grow and for you know the the movement of the storyline i just felt like the first season was entirely like random storylines where they were searching for like clues and he just it was the same episode every episode like he would end up at a new planet and someone would ask him to do a favor for him for a piece of information and just then him some... making best friends by accident yeah. all around the galaxy. <laughs> constantly a guy so who's I'm... like a secluded like yeah. solo bounty hunter just doesn't who doesn't like doesn't have humans. any facial expressions <laughs> who doesn't like humans or droids or like beings or droids ends yeah. up making all the best friends totally uh, yeah, so I just, I really liked that. I liked that it was a really good mesh of all of those types of fun things. And I like that we finally got some really cool Star Wars stuff going on and some good storylines. And I don't think you have to like throw it all at us. They didn't give us a whole lot this season, but like the right amount. So I was excited and intrigued and cool stuff was happening. But 
yeah. So I really liked the second season hit way better for me than the first season. So that was kind of what felt Agreed. good for me. Nick, you were a little higher on the first season. Before we like get into that, what did you like about this season? And did you like it more? Um, there could not be a show that nails fan service any better than The Mandalorian does. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Better Call think. Saul? No. <laughs> I don't think it does it as well. Okay. At, ooh, 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 no. That's a big no-no for me. Keep going, though. What show has better yeah, no, use I'm of curious. fan service than The Mandalorian? Better Call Saul for me. It's, it's good fan service to Breaking Bad. It's good. This is no. It's actually great. This is next tier. This brings together anybody. Wait, can you break that down for wait, me? Wait, wait, wait. I'm curious what I'm you think. I'm saying the quality like, is... of the show. Sorry, what? I, I'm just saying the quality of the show. A better, better call. And Saul. so am I. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you what think do you the Mandalorian mean? is a way better show than Better Call Saul? No, I'm thinking that the fan, the way that fan service is utilized in this season of The Mandalorian is better than the way that fan services okay, utilize. Okay, but yes, break that down because I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, mean? break that down. I'm curious. Because right. you bring together anyone that watched Star Wars at any generation, any iteration of Star Wars, the cartoons, yeah. the original uh, uh, trilogy, you, you mash them all together and there's the bits of fan service aren't only in there as like little Easter eggs. They're in there because that's what this show is going to turn into now. It is okay. going to turn into And I agree. I think a the bridge season, bet- yeah. yeah, a bridge between sure. every single bit of this is the this is the glue. This is the uh this is the weird the inside way. of a payday bar if all of the uh peanuts are the different pieces <laughs> of Star Wars lore. This is the brown poop log in the middle. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. And I I needed more of that in the first season, too. (laughs) Like, I really agree with that. I think they did a great job of sprinkling that all into the second season. And I wanted that going into the first season, too. So I'm glad that they finally did it. (laughs) I'm I'm in agreement with Layla. And I, and I, I think that's a good explanation, Nick. I just don't know if it serviced me as a fan as much as I wanted to in the first season. I I think the second season for sure. And I think they're really exploring on stuff like it. It's cool that it became more about like star Wars rebels and clone wars for people that. Yeah. But that's what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the first season. The first season doesn't do too much of that outside of the dark saber and Moff Gideon. I mean, there are pieces of that, but it's just not the same. Did you not like my payday? analogy dude <laughs> no i liked it you you have this weird thing with payday it, thinking it's <laughs> like some incredible uh candy and it's fine it's my favorite candy yeah isn't that, that like was the that was where my candy. problem isn't that like the candy for like old men or something like isn't it that definitely yeah, yeah. charles and chew and payday but charles yeah and for Chew's sure is, is absolutely but it's delicious um okay well did did you guys have like a highlight of the season like was there one moment that you loved a lot or there were a few moments that you know like where did it really peak where did it become better than season two because i i have or season one sorry as soon as luke skywalker's theme plays so you all the way until the last episode uh no that that scene gives me goose that that song (laughs) gives me goosebumps 
Okay. Such a good score. Uh, remind me of her name. The the, the is it Ash- Ashoka? Ashoka. Uh, Ashoka. Yeah. Ashoka. That whole episode was the turning point for me. From that yes. point on, yeah. I was yeah. In, in all seriousness, me. probably that they had yeah. me. <laughs> well, because the the episode before it was or two episodes before it was really good when it was about the Mandalorian people who find him. Yeah, that's fair because um, I did freak out after that one too because that was nice that they finally threw in more info about him and his background too because so much of the show has been about Grogu and, you know, little baby Yoda. Um, but I was stoked to find out that we're eventually going to venture into what that means for him and his old planet and all of that kind of stuff. So that was exciting. But that episode with her... Just, like, episode-wise, like, the way they structured it, the way it was shot, like, I was yeah. in it. Like, I was just finally so excited for just a really well-done episode, and plus, like, Jedis are just everything, so... I told... I mean, for me, it was going into... So, I had different expectations with each season. So, going into season one, when I saw the first trailers, I had these really, really, really high expectations. This was the reason to get Disney+. Plus. It was the first thing that was going to be on there, um, yeah. and... I thought it was going to be really dark. You know, it starts with like stormtrooper helmets or like heads on pikes and stuff. I thought this was going to be a really dark show. I didn't know what the tone was going to be. And after the first season, which I ended up liking, I just had problems with going through, especially with a lot of the acting um, and the tone. I just started realizing this was more for families. So then going into this season... I just started allowing myself to assume that this that I need to go easier. I need to be less critical and just enjoy it. That it is a fan service show, as Nick said, and I needed to be patient. But then the Jedi episode happens, and I texted Nick and Layla about this like immediately. When this episode happens, it's so dark. It's awesome. Yes. The production design is incredible. The tone is exactly what I'm looking for. And I kept wondering... I just, even though this is like, wow, we're getting to the peak of the show, what it seems like this show can go to, or like the heights it could go to, I kept thinking, I was like, why couldn't this show have been like this episode? The whole time. The whole time. (laughs) It it could have been. And there are, so even like later, there are still scenes where people get like gruesomely killed. Like, he has that one, like, he chokes out a dude with his gun and slowly snaps his neck. And I'm like, then what, who is this show for? I'm trying to figure out what the tone is, and I'm trying to figure out why the first season was so fucking goofy, and why they didn't give a shit about, and and, and they continued to not give a shit about this in the second season, about bad acting. You have Carl Weathers, Gina Carano, who I've learned is actually a piece of shit human, um, as well. She's she's got some... Uh Really I think she's questionable uh, policies and stuff. Wait, I'm so um, bad at names. Which one is that? <laughs> Gina Carano is... She's the, the beefy one. <laughs> she's the WWE fighter. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah okay. the beefy plays, one. Uh, she what's is her name an in awful actress. G- no, she's yeah. yeah. such a bad she's, actress. Her head is full of, of roast beef. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, see, you could seriously she, put a fucking roast beef sandwich in that movie or in that show. And it'd be way better at acting than she is. Dude. It'd be so tight. If it was the exact same character, her. but it, her head was just like a dome with a roast beef sandwich suspended. See, in part some, of me also sort of feels like it's a little bit the writing of her character as well. Like I, I don't get me wrong. We, she needs to be replaced. She's not a great actress at all, yeah. but sometimes she says a line and I'm just like, could anyone deliver that line? Like, well, there it's are just issues. Such a lame line. 
It, you know, here's what I, I love the show, and I think like the best way I can explain it is that I just think the show is overhyped. I yeah, just think that people or oh, not overhyped. I, I think the hype is worth it. I think the rating is too high. I think people, people, if you go on Twitter, like you know, Patton Oswald or like other like fanboys or or just people like Sean Fennessy, who who's a huge like movie cinephile, loves The Mandalorian. He thinks it's perfect. He thinks every everyone's like this show is magnificent. It's absolutely incredible. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's fun, but like there are a lot of issues. The writing is bad. I mean, there's that, that there's a meme that I sent to, or Nick sent to me and I didn't understand it, but basically one of the characters looks at the Mandalorian who is wearing a helmet and says, Oh yeah. It looks like you've seen a ghost. It's like, you look like you've seen a ghost. He doesn't look like anything. He's wearing a helmet. You can't see his expression. See, I, I think this might be where we try and dig. I'm going to try and dig into why you need every show to be super, super like, like pinnacle. Because I don't, I think you're reading this show. Yeah. And this is my thing about the first, uh, the first season of the show. I think you're reading this show as like, you're, you're asking like, who is it for? I think that because it's made by Disney, there's a little of something for it's everyone. For everyone, yeah. Yeah, sure. And, the Pixar and, effect, and yeah. they couldn't. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't figure out in that first season. I think they knew Star Wars is going to hit. It's going to play. It's going to scan for people. They're going to like it, no matter if we drop out a turd. As long as we don't, as long as we don't pull a Last Jedi and like have Luke Skywalker come out and throw something away well, which and act was like still a baby, like really beloved by half of for the a people, movie. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. It was going to work. So I think they were trying to test the waters, see what people liked, and then run from there. And they realized that we can make a zillion Star Wars movies totally. and we can link yeah. them all back to The Mandalorian yeah. if we do I, this right. So, like, Gabe and I have had this conversation a lot before because, Gabe, we've talked about, like, just entertaining stuff that, like, you, you aren't really critical of. You just enjoy. You sit, like... Sure. I don't know, like a Transformers movie or like when you guys did the Jurassic World one where you just put a movie on and you're just like pure entertainment, like avoiding oh, the I was not entertained by Jurassic World. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know yeah, what I'm talking about. I do know about. what you mean. I do um, know you mean. And I think that this show is a lot of that, kind of like what Nick was just saying. And yeah. so the only thing I will say, though, because I, I'm, I can totally do that, too. I'm good with putting a movie on and just not caring and being like, this is just really fucking fun right now. But... I like I started to get really bored with the first season because every episode was literally the same arc, the exact same arc every single episode. If they had I'm all about like a fun adventure episode every time and like they go to a new planet and something happens. But it was always that they had to find yeah. a contact. That contact would be like, help me defeat this one villain and then I'll give you info. And it was the same episode every time. And if they had just switched that up, if they had gotten a little bit more creative, like this is fucking Favreau and Disney, like this is the most creative minds in the world, I would I would have been more into it. I just I just yeah. think that they could have done better than that, which is it's I like it's, it's like almost like lazy. Uh, it's it's like, almost it's like, like lazy. Western. Yeah, it's lazy character development too, because in this <laughs> yeah. season everyone has to know the Mandalorian because this season's really important, and the next mm-hmm. one will be even more important for him. So yeah. it's like, well, how does everyone know him? Well, don't you remember in the first season where he saved everyone from something in different mm-hmm. places? <laughs> that's how everyone knows him. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay, cool. Well, But this just yeah, like, well, furthers my lazy. point. And the, and the point that we all have is that 
Yeah, I, I started to become okay with that. I was like, okay, this is just entertainment. I could turn my brain off a little bit and have fun with this. I, I love, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I love the score so much that I could just watch <laughs> the show for the score. You could just I listen to it three or four times to today? It. Yeah. Um, I listened to it Balling so much out. today. I have an issue with Ludwig Gorenson is my dad. Um, but but my is, my main issue is that I was okay with that going into the season. And up. then they show the yeah. Jedi and they show the tragedy, the episode uh, made by Robert Rodriguez where we finally get Boba coming back. And then we yeah. get the last episode, The Rescue, and this is just like peak TV. This is This is incredible. And, and mm-hmm. so there were like four episodes of the season that I really fucking loved. This is just like exactly what I want. But then we were stuck with so many like duds in the first season. We're stuck with so many shit actors who bring it down. Like Amy Sedaris is in <laughs> not one, not two, but three episodes so of the show. It's so weird. Awful. Is she a bad actress otherwise? I feel she's like she's like, not. She used to be hilarious because she was in that show Strangers with Candy. And it's like oh, she's yeah. in on the joke. But this is just – it's not working. I've never liked the ultra goofy side of Star Wars. I want it to be dark. I will, I will say this is something that Layla kind of alluded to and we've talked about a little bit. But – some t- so I like the that it's an episodical show, and, and I know that a lot of people love this show because it feels like classic television. Each episode is its own adventure. You know, it's all connected in some way, but there's a different thing with different characters. Um, I do feel like at times the episodical nature of this, or the one-offs essentially, do hurt it. Because whenever we're building up on something, they may go back. So you get the episode with the Mandalorians... Um, helping him, and then he goes back to hang out with Gina Carano and Carl Weathers, and Carl Weathers, for whatever reason, is the director of it, and it just, it's felt off, and then the next episode, you get the Jedi, Um, but then it's like, all you got was that Jedi episode, and now we gotta wait, like, three years until Ahsoka comes out, or whenever that does, Um, but I, I, it would work if they if they did that and they kept introducing new and new uh, newer and newer characters and stopped going back to these shitty ones that we don't care about, I I could care less about Carl Weathers and Gina Carano in this show. Even True. Bill Burr, I I probably could have cared less, but then he his redemption it uh, yeah, is I liked great. That episode with him, it, yeah, that episode fantastic really episode. Yeah, um, can't yeah. wait till they do the Gina Carano redemption episode. It's gonna be no. so good. It's yeah, exactly. Like, stop. <laughs> Please stop with her. She's she's it, gonna deliver all of her lines like. And at this. the end of that episode, they're like, "Bill Burr, Every sorry, you gotta. We're not gonna send you back to prison, but you gotta like not be with us." But Every then they're like, "Gina Carano's be... gotta stay." Yeah. <laughs> Every line. Every line's gonna be delivered just like this, right, Mando? It's the way right? she smiles. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, it's I, like God. it's, it's just she's lame. inexplicably it's so bad. horrible. It's so all right, bad. so how did you like where the season went? Based on like your expectations going in, and then how it went to the finale. Yeah. Perfect. I think it had a That's great it. build. Like once you again, once you got to like that part where I mean, definitely the Mandos when he runs into those, and then and then the Jedi episode. Once yeah. it like really hits the stride, it just carried into the end perfectly. Like I was just excited every episode. I thought what it was that episode about that- the Luke reveal? Were yeah. you were you? A little annoyed inside because Nick fucking ruined it. Because I was, I wasn't even a little annoyed. I was 
pissed. Yeah, I thought and, our friend uh, and Nick was over. did apologize I, about it, so I'm just. Giving I'm not him a hard personally time. someone who like re- like uh, spoilers don't really bother me that much. It's just like I I, I mean it would have been I can imagine how incredible that moment would have been if I had not known that it was Luke the the whole because it's a it's quite a long sequence like yeah <laughs> from you know his jet coming in and then him fighting through like I can imagine that build for someone who didn't know and that was probably fucking awesome. Just the feeling like of something clicking moment. in your head when yeah. when something like if so it, Nick and I well, talked give about you it enough in that like, scene to make it click that it he was like oh you're soon. not you wouldn't assume that the X wing was him I was like I was trying to say to you yes I would but it would have clicked in my head and I would have been like Luke what no yeah. fucking way and instead I was like oh bet it's Luke bet it's Luke bet it's Luke and then he goes through kills everyone. I mean, it was still really exciting. No, no, still amazing. To be fair, I didn't think I was going to – I didn't – A, that's not my idea. I read that. B, I didn't think that was going to be the case. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I was only annoyed because I specifically told you no spoilers. And then you were like – you just blurted that one out to both of us. (laughs) And and you know what? You're you're in timeout. No, it, well, there was – you sent me an article about something and I was like, dude, I, di- I didn't read it because it's too much. Anyways, Fair I do want to say, regardless, that scene is awesome. And Garen, our, our friend and listener of the podcast, was really excited that we were doing this episode. And he was like, do, do a hallway comparison. So the hallway fight comparison between Luke and his poppy. So – Let's talk about which scene we liked more. The Rogue One ending with Vader just going apeshit on all those people or the Luke scene where he's going apeshit on all those non-people dark troopers. That's tough because they're played in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, because one of you see so much of you Luke just on the both. like mini screen. <laughs> yeah. Like so much of that is like a through it's someone not else's as, eyes kind of a thing. It's not like it was yeah, slightly and ruined this, for this, me that he has a CGI face from like a PlayStation Two game. Yeah, that's not the best. Yeah, it wasn't the best for sure. I don't know. Just keep I don't the know. hood on. Apparently, it's, that's uh, that is Mark Hamill. Well, it's Mark Hamill's voice, but it's also Mark yeah. Hamill acting in that scene. I don't know if you knew this, Layla, but uh, there was not a theory the out there that. Sebastian Stan was going to play like a young Luke Skywalker. And uh, I would have been pretty fucking pumped if that was him. People would have been confused. They're like, is that Luke? But if he goes, hey, guys, I'm Luke. I'm here for the little green guy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Luke Skywalker. Uh, Dude, the way that the music is played in both of those. Like they're just played for different emotions. Luke's scene is played for. Yeah. Like nostalgia, nostalgia, relief, like, and the Vader's (laughs) no, well, it is. It's relief for the, it's relief for the characters. Cause they're like, Oh sweet. We're not going to get killed by a bunch of robots. Hell yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, and then, you know, the Vader scene is literally just pure fan service. It doesn't advance anything at all. Other than to show you, like, hey, he's pretty good with a lightsaber. It you was, know. it was. I mean, it was kind of that scene that you really needed for. So, like the Vader yeah. scene when I saw Rogue One for the first time, even though it, out in context it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's so calm 
moments later at the beginning of A New Hope, and that's like the critique of that scene. It's still so cool because in the original trilogy, you never really get to see Vader fight like like him a, out. like he would be, uh, yeah. fight, you know, like he does in the prequels. Um, yeah. You get the fight between him and Luke at in Return of the Jedi. Um, and a little bit, I guess, in Empire Strikes Back. But it was, like, that was so exciting to see. And then I would say the same thing for The Mandalorian. When you get to see Luke go full ham and just yeah. straight up so take was, on. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I sent you a video, because it's so true, and I never really thought about it. But, like, I think a lot of fans have been kind of missing that kind of Jedi action, too. Just because, like, Kylo Ren and What's-Her-Face, like... They act like little babies when they're fighting each other. It's not like great Jedi fighting or anything Dude. like that. Or but epic when they Jedi fight fighting. in the throne room, that's like that's a cool. That's a that's, a cool that's the only cool thing scenes, I would say is great about. But that. like yeah. you saw the video I sent you. It's like a side by side comparison of like how Jedi's and like the other movies have fought and how like dope those scenes look. And then it's just like in compare like the like Kylo Ren and her fighting in the forest in the in the first movie that came out like. It, I missed having, yeah. like, he just literally went nuts, and it was incredible to watch. Like, I was, even though I knew it was him, like, aside from all of that, I was just, like, hyped as I was watching him do it. I was like, this and is And again, so, this it's is awesome. peak fan service, because he does a bunch yeah. of stuff that only Luke Skywalker does, <laughs> yes, and things like totally. video games and, and whatnot, where you actually get to, like, fight as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that is so he, cool. He has, like, a, there's, like, a style that only he has. It's so interesting the way they designed that episode because at first you're watching it and the you see the dark troopers and you're kind of scared of what they could do and yeah. then you know last second Din you know lets them out of the spaceship and they go bye-bye and you're you're just like oh that was it god damn it but the dubstep that uh Ludwig does is pretty great when you see them so but amazing. then they fucking come back and you're like, there's how the hell are they going to get their way out of this? And uh, so then you're scared again and you're like, oh, fuck, someone's going to die. But then Luke comes in and just takes them all Demolishes. on like they're nothing, yeah. which is, no. you know, slightly annoying. But at the same time, fucking awesome. Because Incredible. why not? <laughs> he's he's the best. He's considered the best Jedi that's ever lived until um, Ray later. Um, yeah, anyway, that's true. I think Rey ends up being the best Jedi. How would you she's know? She's the chosen one. I don't know. The, the thing is, is that she's the chosen one, like, not Anakin. She's the chosen or Luke one. It's like or... Anakin, Luke, and then her. I think that's how the fucking thing has worked because that's how these uh, trilogies passed down onto someone. Yeah. I mean, Yoda, I guess, is the best Jedi that's ever lived. Anakin ain't shit. Like. Anakin killed people. Does that make him Just better at using the force? Just reluctantly bestowing that on Yoda. <laughs> Poor Yoda. Yeah, Yoda's like, I don't want this. I'm just like a <laughs> wise old sage who's a par- who's also like goofy as hell in one movie. All right, so what did you think? So are there any characters you want to highlight outside of? Yeah, let's just highlight all of them. I mean, I mean, I'm we sorry, haven't we haven't spent about. enough time talking about Grogu. Like, we have not yeah, spent any we'll time talking about one of the most I think important the things has that has that come out of this series, which is just the cutest, greatest character. Uh, I mean, this is hard because a lot of the, like, like BB-8 and, like, all of those characters are, like, so high up for me, but... I've never been so emotionally attached to something that's not alive. Like I'm so emotionally attached so happy for to you. this creature. <laughs> I've cried so many times while watching this show that it's a problem. I 
I, I'm in love with this creature, and I am emotionally bound to its fate. You are not so gonna was... like. You are not gonna like my predictions. Oh, don't Nick. I'm done with your predictions. Okay. Well, uh, you put it on the list. You if you're done to... with them, you oh, shouldn't fuck, have put it on the freaking list. I didn't even think about that. God damn. How did you not think about that? Any? <laughs> How did you? Any not know? talking about We're this? Know. Um. Yeah, no, that's so funny because there's a lot of people that had that response, Layla. Like Mallory Rubin on The Ringer uh, yeah. did and like Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald all talked about like, you know, watching the tragedy and feeling super attached to baby Grogu. And like, I, I think he's cute as hell. And I think he's I think the the um, chemistry between uh, him and Din is just like really endearing. I, I love what they do at the show. I definitely didn't feel like an emotional like <laughs> devastation when uh he got taken but i was more like oh this is really cool they're, they're like really fucking with the dynamic of this story like this is going to be a fun adventure i mean i knew it had to happen at some point but yeah. i just like when they get to um when he finally see i'm sorry i am so bad at her name ah- ahsoka is that yeah. her name ahsoka. yeah um when she finally talks to him and like she knows his name and they like he just looks so happy because he finally has someone to talk to I've never felt so much relief in my life. <laughs> this 50-year-old baby is just... <laughs> is that what he... He's, like, supposed to be, like, that he's old, right? Like 50 he's years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. So he was rescued from the 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 younglings murders by oh somebody. Some mysterious person. Anakin. Uh, he was there. He was there. He was in that room. Apparently. The memes of the younglings is, is any time you see like Anakin, you know, turn on his lightsaber and the kids step back is. Yeah. I mean, it's like fucking disturbing, but I, I love it's the memes. It's so disturbing. The one Just that they sliced used, like, a bunch the, of It's always sunny in, in Philadelphia thing where it's like yeah. he kills all the younglings. Um, yeah, no, but I actually felt like I did feel emotional in the the very final scene in uh the rescue at yeah. the in the finale when he says goodbye yeah yeah when he takes his helmet off and it's like a really endearing moment like it's you just let's touch him yeah it's it's beautiful cheek. that was like when i was like oh this i'm okay like i like the emotional level of the show at this point and i'm really excited to see where it goes um what yeah. i really want to see is how they show grogu from now on because he is supposedly going to be in the tutelage of luke skywalker who has either started the idea of maybe i should train some force sensitive people or has already started to train some force sensitive people i would assume kylo ren's been born by now yeah have you what do you mean young ben yeah young ben kylo ren and and baby grogu are just hanging out like because kylo would be i think someone was saying on the internet like four i think or something at this time yeah something like that yeah little kylo oh he was probably so sweet back then so how crazy would it be if we saw baby kylo ren (laughs) i think we're gonna see him as i honestly think we'll see a like a younger kylo ren maybe like an episode that'll be like the you know din going to check on him yeah. as they're training i think like it's still it's the mandalorian so it's just going to be about him so it's going to be i i do think that's a good point nick of like what we're going to see i don't know how Grogu. they're going to do it because they're either going to have to continue to show luke skywalker and um either utilize him in the same sort of cameo way but hopefully without his face very much or somehow find a way not to include him anymore in which case what 
is that reason. Could they like could he like communicate with him through the force or something? Like you just see them talking through the force? That would require some serious stretching of what force sensitivity what? is in the yeah. story. Um, the, I mean, yeah, obviously, I, like, I mean, I imagine aside from like Grogu stuff, like we a huge part of the last episode was him winning the dark saber and what that means and them trying to find their planet and all of that. So yeah. like that should be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, so they have to like fight at some point. Him and the the person who wants to be the Bo- leader. Yeah, I mean either she betrays him or she bows Bo-Katan, down to him, right? right? Yeah, I mean she it, she definitely looked pretty pissed off about that whole ordeal, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "I don't give a shit. Um, just this. take the sword. <laughs> Man, just take I, the sword." I'm really interested, and in, I think that's. So I was going to wonder, like, what characters we want to see more, but I also like the idea that we'd see new characters and stop going back to the old ones. You know, I'm fine with another Bill Burr episode because he clearly crushed it, and I think the internet has all agreed that Bill Burr crushed it. But at the same time, like, you know, I'd love to see different characters. I know, like, you know, there's going to be an Ahsoka show. There's going to be a Boba Fett show. Um I, you know, like maybe there'll be a little bit of crossover, but I, I'm excited for other people. But I, I do know that these Mandalorians that he met, like they're going to be important and we're going to see them. And I'm fine with that because I think they were all, one of them was not that great at acting. Um, (laughs) The the one who's also a WWE wrestler. so annoying. Is is she? God Sasha damn it. Fierce is her name. <laughs> I believe. Stop doing this. I know that they are acting when they're doing WWE, but just leave it in the ring, okay? I mean, they're I'm just playing off this. of like Guardians and like because because the guy from the Guardians is a WWE fighter. Yeah. So yeah. they're just oh, doing uh, what Dave Batista and then what's you know worked. you have the Rock. They're doing what has worked. John it's just Cena. not working with these people they're choosing. <laughs> Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I feel like Gina Carano I'm, could be a good actress, but I I think you're wrong. I no, am going to go back really is, quick, really really quick. I need to make sure that this doesn't no, hold on. any further. I, I said I, that the actress's name is Sasha Fierce. That is not it. That's not it. I'm sorry, all of the people who like Beyonce Sasha a lot. Sasha Fierce? Isn't that... Yes. Yeah. It's Sasha Banks. Continue, oh. Gabe. I'm very sorry. No problem. Uh, Needed to catch myself. That was going to be really bad for all of. Yeah, we were going to see something fierce over that. I mean, are we just Uh, is Beyonce in this show, and we just don't know? Sorry. Let's okay. So I'm I'm okay with that. She's actually good at acting. I think. I mean, she's okay in Goldmember. Let's let's leave it at that. Dreamgirls. Yeah, she was good in Dreamgirls. Lion King. Leave it at that. Okay. No, actually, that was a letdown. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I. I'm excited to see where the show goes. I, I guess I do. I didn't realize that I had put in our, you know, outline of what to talk about. Like, where is the show going to go? I don't really want to postulate that because I don't. I don't want to okay, know. So let's let's tear off into something kind of connected. I'm skeptical about them doing two separate shows with Boba and Ahsoka. Yeah, I think it's you. a lot. I think it's a lot, and I don't know how they're going to create enough characters for three different shows when it was already hard to find a good amount of characters for the Mandalorian. So I'm concerned. I think what they're doing is they're using different genres in order to make that work. So the Boba Fett show is like the gangster genre. I don't think he's going to do much leaving Tatooine. I think he's just going to be taking over Jabba's empire there, which is essentially the planet. Like he's just like a gangster ruler. I would Um, love to see that. Um, I I, 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 I think do. that's it. I'm yeah. like 90% sure that that's what they're doing with him. I don't 
he's not the he's not the type of guy to go help other people much. So I don't think he he really inserts himself into the other shows much. I don't know what the hell Ahsoka is going to be though. I I'm excited for Ahsoka. I I think there's a lot to do with that character, and you know maybe that's going to be annoying to. People yeah, talk about that, fan service. Yeah, exactly. To people that have already watched her in Rebel, uh, in Star Wars. Oh, it's Rebels. not going to be annoying. I, I mean, I don't. I'm not like a Rebels guy, but I think that she's such a beloved character and like such oh, good. a yeah. such a fan favorite that I, I don't. I think I think I read some like people don't really like Rosario Dawson as her character. I mean, but I don't. Yeah, care. I know. I I, I don't care. Uh, I talked to someone about that as well. I, you know, I thought that episode was so cool. If they keep that kind of tone and, yeah. you know, her personality, I think would be really awesome uh, to explore. The thing about Boba Fett for me was going into this, you know, I thought this, you know, everyone wanted a Boba Fett movie or a Boba Fett show for so long. And I was like, why? Like, he's fucking, he's fine in like 10 minutes of two different movies from the original trilogy. He's like, he, I guess he's kind of cool. And then you got a little bit of his backstory with the prequels. And then they created the Mandalorian. And I was like, oh, good. We don't need to do Boba Fett. We, we got this. Yeah, this is like a this. substitute for it. But then I, I do have to um, admit, when they bring in Boba, it's really fucking cool. And it is such a great episode. And Robert Rodriguez no, absolutely killed sure. it. And I think he's going to be involved in the Boba Fett show. And if they keep that to like a violent level, I'd, I'd be super down. Especially if, as Nick is theorizing, that it's going to be like... And, and it's, it's not like a crazy theory. It's like... It's going to be a gang show. He's he's running yeah. gangs there, and I'm not his arc. Guy. It's so. I mean, it's like, you know, it's ridiculous that he survived, but it's so cool that 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 <laughs> scene that he comes back and he's like, no, that's my throne, dude. Get yeah, off. it was, it was sick. Get he out just, of here. And he seemed like such a like good person, kind of. And then he comes in <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to straight up kill the people I worked for. Yeah, and I Ooh, really, it's... actually, even though I'm the quiet guy in the shadows who just wanted money before, I'm apparently actually power hungry. And let's explore that. Well, uh, and what's okay. more, uh, what's going to get you more money than ruling power. a you know a gang empire on a uh, desert planet? I'm excited Nothing. about them. I'm just like I'm sl- I'm slightly in a cautiously optimistic space mm. of I just am worried they're biting off a little bit more than they can chew. It's a lot of content in like the same realm and universe and I mean we'll see. I, I I'm excited. I I love I'll take as much content as they can give me, but I I was not a huge fan of the first season of The Mandalorian. So I I'm not it's not out of the realm of possibility for me that I might not like what they're going to make. So I'm a little bit more And there are hesitant. plenty of shows coming <laughs> yeah. out and and that could be a problem. A there could be a lot of fatigue <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah. um, I'm I can't wait to see the Vegas betting odds on which one flops and which one succeeds. <laughs> yeah, I probably know which ones just based um, off of their So we aren't going to do predictions. Let's talk what about, about no. Okay. You've already talked about them enough. I've already listened I've to the I've had, already listened to the soundtrack twice through today. I'm it's good. It's so good. Okay, no. Well, excuse me. Ludwig Göransson <laughs> is a brilliant man. The soundtrack, the score to The Mandalorian is insane. And if you didn't catch on to that, like I didn't really catch on to how crazy it is beyond the really awesome theme which is arguably the best theme to any show I've ever seen. I like it more than Game of Thrones at this point. 
It's a uh, great theme. It is. It's so good. It, the score is fucking crazy. And my brain just didn't register that while watching. It's really so. innovative. I yeah, was going I through don't... insurance policies today. And I was flying at hyperspeed in my mind to that score. So, <laughs> just brilliant. Anyways, Nick, what were you going to say? Uh, we're not going to do predictions. Yeah. Um, I will say there is a moment in this season that I think means more. I hope means more. And oh, cool! I will tell you that moment. Yeah. Now, the moment Thanks. that Moff Gideon uh, um goes to Grogu and Grogu's like thrown around the stormtroopers like they're nothing. Yeah. Um, and Grogu Where? reaches out so great, reaches out for the dark saber, and he goes, "I don't know," or whatever, like pulls it back. Yeah. That I think means more, and I don't know what. But I'm very excited to see what happens there. Yeah, I just think that lightsabers kind of hurt your skin, so you have to pull your hand back if you're close. No, to he it. pulls his hand forward, like he wants oh. to hold it or touch it. Oh, he's lusting for power. Well, I mean, they definitely mm. brought up like the whole like Jedi and Mando like feud stuff too. So I feel like at some point they could maybe address that with like Grogu and Mando. <laughs> oh, that's gonna break your heart. <laughs> My damn heart's going to break. That. Uh, yeah, okay. That, I, I, I will look out for that, Nick. That is good. Thank you for <laughs> respecting my uh, wishes. Boundaries? On, yeah. Uh, let's talk about... So that was The Mandalorian. How did you guys... Just give a rating out of 10 that you felt for the season or the show. Nine and itself. a half. Okay. Wow. The, the, the half is uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. <laughs> Who... And we have not emphasized this enough, is the worst actress yeah, on TV. Yeah, and apparently not a great person, so... Just, uh, I want to know why she's not a great person. Because her head is full of roast beef, I think she Layla. just has some like, pretty controversial <laughs> takes that she said in interviews and stuff. I, I don't know. She's a little MAGA-y. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Also, okay. her head is full of cold cuts, so what about you really Layla? expect too much of her. What, what was the question? Oh, a rating. Yeah. Um, give it a rating. I'll give it like an 8.75. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, the season the season itself, probably like close to a 9. I There were still some episodes I was like, eh. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think point, every episode was as like perfect as I wanted it to be. So I can't give it like a perfect score. But I, actually, it's up there. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great season. Yeah, eight point seven five for me would be the season and the show itself. It's still an eight. Like I, I still really yeah. like the production is fucking insane. And I incredible. gotta say, Ludwig Göransson, if you're out there, I would, I, I love you. Uh, you're an incredible composer. Dave uh, has been going ham to you all day. I <laughs> listen to the Tenet score. It's fucking nuts. Okay. Uh, anyways, what were you? Do you guys have any other shows that you love this year? What were your like top five, top ten shows that you liked? I found this really hard, actually, because it's been such a weird year. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple like... on here that I don't know if they were this year or not. Were you, you okay, I, I can check for you. Fair. I was thinking more along the lines of we were quarantined for a really long time, and a lot of weird stuff happened during that time. Yeah. Like, oh, really? I, I mean, I can certainly talk about like my actual favorites of the year, but like 
I have fond memories of being completely perplexed by watching Tiger King in quarantine. Oh, wow. I forgot so, about like, that. Yeah. Not to say that that's one of the best shows of the year, but like no, I feel like it's just not. an honorable mention of the fact that like our entire universe stopped and it was everybody moment. was watching that show. It was a moment, and I think people like I I saw a tweet about this the other day, but like I think people just like kind of glossed over the really like dark and fucked up things about that show, and oh, I was kind of annoyed at the, the 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 but the like conversation around it was it was such a meme. Thing, and yeah, I was it like, was definitely a you joke guys to like, everyone. You guys are almost sociopathic for not fully understanding what is like wrong with this, and stop like praising this guy. He's an sure. awful human being. Yeah, he's a top-notch sociopath. He's yeah, all yeah. those people are disgusting. That's, like, it's it's really bad. That's it's a good really one to bring bad. up, though. It was a moment. It was a TV moment. And yeah, that's that's like on I my also, list. And is it? Yeah, I totally yeah, ended up watching yeah. like. Because I think when you're in like when you're in the house that much, you almost watch a lot of like bingeable stuff. Like I definitely yeah, no. watched a crap ton of like cooking shows, and I'm still watching them. I never watched cooking. Have shows you seen the cookie? 14. Have you seen the the Christmas cookie cooking show? There's a Christmas cookie. Cooking oh show. my god! You're you're welcome. Next next <laughs> December, god. text me. My you're heart. welcome. Uh, it's yeah, amazing. I definitely started we made a drinking game Brit- to it. British it's great. Bake Off and MasterChef in quarantine. So I'd never seen those before, which was really fun. I definitely dipped into 90 Day Fiance for the first time in my life. Oh, um, okay, I, I'm, didn't I think know this I'm, conversation was. I know go I'm hurting your heart, Gabe. So I'm gonna move on to like TV, TV. Um, yeah. So I top, think this is a number, great year for TV. Number one for me is Normal People, obviously. Yes. Fuck yes. Because uh, it's just unreal, incredible TV. So everyone should watch it. Um, I don't. There's not really an order to the rest of these. Uh, Crown season four, incredible. Nice. I love the Crown more than anything. Uh, Rami, um, I did really yes. like Queen's Gambit, so Queen's Gambit is on there because that was a love a good bingeable show. Um, I put the boys down. Shit's Creek was really really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, the Outsider, like the first half of the season. <laughs> yeah. I, um. <laughs> so, it was so tough for me because it's a yeah. really good show. Really yeah. good show. The first half Up is until like things got really well made. <laughs> that is one of the worst finales I've ever seen to a show. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I mean, Real. but I'm that, ignoring it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> Fair. Um, Mandalorian was really fun to get through this year, too. Um, uh, these are all on my list just because i know i will love them and they deserve to be on my list but i have not gotten to them yet uh i may destroy you you would love i can't believe yeah i know lovecraft country uh dark and mrs america are all on my i know they are incredible tv shows but i have not dark dark is the key to my heart my really your really dark heart heart. yeah my really dark heart (laughs) Nick, did you have some shows that you I wanted did. to highlight? I did. It's now at a Great list, now. by the way, Layla. Um, you covered a few of them, but not as many as I thought you would there, Layla. Hey, what did you, what Gabe you was on there that I don't. Was Better Call Saul this year? Yeah, it was. Okay, it was Better Call Saul's amazing. on there. So good. Um, just couldn't remember if it was this year because everything yeah. sucks and my brain I know, is it's just scrambled it's melving, mush. Melving. Yeah. Um, and then the rest, I kind of, you know, Normal People, Mandalorian. Uh, I put Tiger King on there, Dark on there, um, Boys I'm so glad is on you there. Ended up watching Dark. Um, so good. And uh, the other ones follow that same kind of vein you were talking about, Layla, like, you know, really bingeable shows, like good, kind of feel-good shows. So I put Good Place, which ended this year, which was oh, great. Nice. 
Good one. Um, it's just a great show. The last season is fine, but it's just a really fun show. Um, Shit's Creek I also put on here because it also ended this year. It was also great. And then uh, I also put Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, um, so great. I've heard about this. It's I've really this. it's really endearing. It's like a hug <laughs> for your heart. Yeah. Um it's so That's funny. It's, yeah. It's like Grogu but Jason Sudeikis. But, <laughs> but Jason Sudeikis just quipping. Quip after quip after quip. Uh and then I put um I think it's called The Stranger. It's on Apple TV. And I oh my god oh the servant the servant duh yeah. yes yeah Wait. the the M Night Shyamalama ding dong I had to put it on here because Julie and I really enjoyed it it's not yeah, a bad show it. yeah is I might be mixing up my years now is Morning Show 2019 I I oh. think so because it's at the beginning because I just it. watched and I also it in think 2020 servant is. yeah is I servant think- 2019 too. Yeah, I recommend I it. I will keep recommending it. Or Morning Show was for sure nominated for Emmys this year, so it was from the. I feel like, but, it was I like so was Shit's Creek. No, but so it was like, it was like the early. I think it was. I looked through okay. that. I mean, and it was don't get me wrong. I, it's it. very possible. Well, same that with like it, o- Ozark was this year as well. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. And see, Ozark I'm just was amazing all over the place. this season. Jeez. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to recommend The Servant because I actually think that it's a legitimately decent. I'm gonna. I have. However. Rupert Grint is giving Gina Carano a run for her money in some scenes. He is bad. Bad. Yeah, that's more embarrassing because he's had a lot more. Very embarrassing for him. Um, another one that is just really fun and I wanted to put on here and everyone should watch it is AP Bio. I'm surprised there's another one you didn't put on there. That, there's a few that I'll get to. That, I'm, uh, I'm now remembering so many things like Sex Education Season 2 came out earlier oh, I hear in that's the year pretty as good. well. I mean, I love Sex Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting some stuff, but There's I'll, so many I'll... things. There was so much TV this year. Like, even just a shout-out to all my ladies who loved Emily in Paris, which is just the most bingeable, <laughs> like, crap girl TV ever, and it's incredible. And all women watched that in a day when it came yes, out. it's so, true. Shout I, out I binged ahead, a few that are, like, lower on my list. I am, I, as... Yeah, as opposed to Layla and Nick, I'm more of a psycho about my viewing habits. I watch <laughs> a, a lot of TV and a lot of movies, and I also rank them as I go. So here is my top ten uh, with some honorable mentions. But my favorite show was Normal People of this year. Yeah. I was so shocked at how great that show was. Hard like, to I beat. Just, something Thank I would you, never Gabe. watch. Uh, Dark, Dark Season 3 was not my favorite season of the show, but it affirmed that that is probably a top five favorite show for me. It just works. It's a great German TV show. It's fucking wild. It, it's highly intelligent. Stranger uh, things I may for destroy smart you. People. What's up, Nick? Stranger Things for smart people. Yeah, I, I I think that the comparison is just not even like valid until you. No, I know that's until why like I just three keep episodes saying in. But yeah, Stranger no, that's how I explained it to blank. Kevin. He was like, yeah. oh, "I like Stranger Things more." My friend Kevin. Uh, I may destroy you. Number three, just incredible. Ozark. Number four, really good season. I cannot wait for that last season. Yeah. Uh, better Call Saul. This was like the show just gets better and better. Yeah. Um, and this is a great season. Zero 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 is an incredible Amazon Prime. Uh, limited series made by the guy who did Sicario 2. Um, it's good. It's it's like Sicario. Very, very well done. Um, Might watch that later tonight. You li- It's super dark. <laughs> it's like really heavy, dude. That's but the, it's great. It's the mood great. I'm in, baby. Uh, Nick, Devs, 
was this year. Oh, jeez. Devs is yeah. in my top Shit. ten. Devs was awesome. Uh, oh I, my it, god, it's so controversial. Much came out this Fun year. fact that ties Devs into the Mandalorian. Yeah. I did not realize because I hadn't seen it yet that when Mark Hamill tweeted, "Has anyone seen anything on TV lately?" He was saying like, "Have you seen me in the fucking? I'm Luke Skywalker and I was on TV, baby." Uh, that's funny. Uh, and so I tweeted at him like, "Hey, you should watch Devs. I feel like Mark Hamill would really oh, I like did Devs." See that, that you tweeted that, yeah. No, I think Devs is like a perfect show. But he was not show. actually looking for recommendations from random podcasts. However, Mark Hamill, if you're listening. You're awesome. You're yeah, a really cool if guy. you like Ex Machina, it's made by the same writer director. Alex Garland is just a brilliant sci-fi uh, writer. Uh, Rami, I do. Uh, what you call it too? Uh, he did, did the one with Natalie Portman. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. What's that movie called? You guys Annihilation. did an episode on it. Annihilation. Annihilation. That's right. Annihilation. Yeah, and he wrote The Beach. The Leo DiCaprio. Oh he wrote yeah, the yeah. book <laughs> The Beach and Sunshine. He's like a really, really famous sci-fi writer. But his directing is incredible. The sound design for devs is unbelievable. Unreal, you listen dude. with really Unreal. good headphones or good speaker system, it's great. It's silly. Um, Rami Season 2 is so good. Incredible. Uh, Ali killed it. There's a show. If you have AMC Plus and you want to watch something hyper-violent that's like John Wick, like really good fight choreography, the show Gangs of London is fucking wild. Oh, it is. This. It is so good. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a lot like Peaky Blinders, but set I was in just, London. Is it now. like Peaky? Yeah, for sure. And it That's has awesome. Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders, one of the brothers. Oh, my God. Uh, he's the oh main God, guy. Oh, God, I would love this. Yeah, oh my and God. then I got a tie for number 10. It's Dave, the show about little Dick, uh, oh, dude, little Dicky. Yeah, okay. That was honestly blew my mind how good it was. I thought it was just going to yeah. be funny. It's really, really well done. And there's an episode about bipolar disorder that is really like heart wrenching and great. Uh, and I tied that with industry, this fucking wild show on HBO max. That's essentially like skins, but in the corporate finance, high finance world. Uh, it's fun as shit. If you want a bingeable show, watch that. Um, others Fargo had a good season. Your honor might end up being a really high up on my list. Uh, it's wild. It's on showtime. Insecure was really good. Queens gambit. Um, Dave actually has a 25 list, so he's just... (laughs) Yeah, no, I just wanted to do... In case people are looking for stuff to watch, I I do really recommend... If you've never watched Insecure, I think that show's really, really good. Um, And I like this this last season a lot. Uh, Issa Rae's dope. All right, man. Anyways, thanks, guys, for listening to us for this whole year. This has been such a fun year. Yeah, this has been the way. This has been the way. This This has been the way. Uh, Layla, thank you so much for joining us for so many of these. Always. You're awesome. Yeah. You're, it's uh, been a great year, guys. Thanks for having me. This is just the most fun for me ever. And I love you listeners. So happy to hear that. Do you guys have a send-off? Otherwise, this is the way. Fuck 2020. Mando! Come here, Mando! Mando!